is such a privilege to be here. And um, this is my home church now. This has been home for two years. That's a miracle that I just said that. That's the anointing. <laughs> but this is home. And so tonight, I want to share something from my heart that's um, not something I would usually share. I would prefer to preach, to be perfectly honest. But I just feel like Scott said, you can't keep God's goodness to yourself. And so tonight, I really want to testify to something that has worked in my life. And, and that's Jesus. Amen. Like Jesus works. So like if you take anything away tonight, uh, first and foremost, Jesus works. So now that we've got that sorted, one of the principles of following Jesus is forgiveness. <laughs> one person is forgiveness. And can I be honest, Fano? Um, I actually love forgiveness when I need it. <laughs> I don't know about you, but I grew up and uh, we kind of lived by the motto, um, it's better to ask for forgiveness than permission. <laughs> so, some of us are currently still living like that, but you know, I live that way and, and I love forgiveness when I need it. And I want to tell you tonight that Jesus is here in the room and He's ready to forgive everything in our past, everything in our current and everything in our future. Amen. But um, I'm not quite so excited <laughs> to talk about forgiveness when I need to give it. It's probably not my favourite topic. And, and to give you uh, clarity that this is not just my idea, um, we're going to look at a few scriptures. We're just going to dive in there tonight. We're going to wrestle with some stuff. We're going to look at the Word of God. And then we're going to invite God to move. Amen? And so I want us to turn to Matthew chapter 6, verse 14. It says this, if you forgive those who sin against you, your heavenly Father will forgive you. But if you refuse to forgive others, your Father will not forgive your sins. Ouch. Mark chapter 11, verse 25. But when you are praying, first forgive anyone you are holding a grudge against so that your Father in heaven will forgive your sins too. Uh, also, ouch. Luke chapter 6, verse 37. Do not judge others and you will not be judged. Do not condemn others or it will all come back against you. Forgive others and you will be forgiven. And in Colossians chapter 3, verse 13. Make allowances for each other's faults and forgive anyone who offends you. Remember, the Lord forgave you, so you must forgive others. Right off the bat, there's four scriptures. It's not my idea. This is Jesus's, all right? If you've got an issue with forgiveness, uh, take it up with Him. Because you know what? If I'm really open and honest, this is an area of my life that I've struggled for a really long time in. And so tonight, because we're whānau, because this is my home church, I want to testify to the goodness of God that forgiveness works. And that's like a really difficult sentence to say at some occasions. And tonight from the outset, I want to acknowledge that pain is real. And forgiveness is not simply stuffing up and denying like pain. Sorry, stuffing up, stuffing down our pain. It's not pretending that we don't go through difficult times. Forgiveness is choosing to trust Jesus in the midst of that. And so because we've started a new series, What Works, I want to talk around forgiveness tonight. Is that all right, Fano? My life verse, I love this verse, and it's Romans 8 verse 28. It says, we know that God causes everything, say everything. Come on, like real passionate, say everything. Everything. 
to work together for good for those who love God and are called according to His purpose for them. See, tonight what I want to share is 20 years in the making. I'd love to say that I became a Christian at zero, but I didn't. I became a Christian at 11, and I'm 31 today, 20 years in the making to be able to stand here and without a word of a lie or not even just pretending to be something that I'm not, to really honestly say, I believe forgiveness works. I've seen God work miracles in my family. And to give you context, I guess um, it's actually pretty funny. I was out West Auckland last Sunday. Is there any Westies in the house? Uh, All right. There was like six of us, all right. So I was out, I had the privilege of being in West Auckland on uh, last Sunday morning. And uh, I told them all I was born in Blockhouse Bay. And uh, I realized as I said that, that um, I actually didn't know if that was true. <laughs> so I rang my mom that night and um, Fano, when I asked my mom, where was I born? She didn't remember. <laughs> now, like just to fill you in, I'm one of two. <laughs> I'm the oldest. <laughs> and my mother didn't think she could have children. So I was the miracle she was waiting for. I was born three days before her birthday, but no, she couldn't remember where I was born. Uh, Three days later, that sounds biblical, three days later, my mum texts me and says, I was born in Calston. (laughs) I'm uh, working on my cave anyway. (laughs) So yeah, I was born in Calston. Uh, That was news. That was a revelation for me this week. Um, But even as I, I think that's absolutely hilarious that uh, my mom forgot where I was born. But honestly, right in the middle of that, I guess it brought up right there again, the, the dysfunction of what was happening in my family. That, that we wouldn't even necessarily know where I was born. I've lived in 29 houses in two different countries. I went to six different schools and life was really, really chaotic is the polite way <laughs> to put it. And so for me growing up, I never really knew what was happening. I always felt like I was in fear and I just, there was a lot of control and manipulation happening. My dad took his own emotional pain out on the, those that are closest to him, his family. And in that space, honestly, I became really, really angry. Rage was constantly sitting just under the surface. I was incredibly shy. I wouldn't talk to anyone. And, um, and fear, like, honestly ruled my life. But then when I was 11 years old, in a room just like this, sitting on the back seat on the far left, I encountered Jesus. See, my mom had seen that I was becoming really angry and really rebellious. And even though my parents weren't in church, they decided I needed to be in church. And so on a Friday night, my mom dumps me off at Pukekohe High School where there was a youth program happening. And she dumps me at the door and says, I'll be back in two hours, have fun. And I'm sitting on the back row of this church and now I'm angry at mom, I'm angry at God, I'm angry at everything that's going on in my family. And I just remember sitting in that space being like, God, if you're real, you better turn up. And I wanna tell you tonight that if you're in a space, anything like that, God wants to turn up. God is so good. And the thing I love the most about God is that you don't have to take my word for it. 
He's actually just waiting for you to say, God, if you're real, would you turn up? And He would love to turn up personally. You don't need to trust me, just ask Him to come. And I believe that God will meet you right there. In that space that night, I found myself coming forward in the altar, gave my life to Jesus, you know, Christianese. I got filled with the Holy Spirit, spoken tongues, all in the same three minutes, because Jesus was like, this girl is sassy, she needs to get saved, and the whole works right there. And I would love to tell you that in that moment, immediately everything became easy. That is not the truth. (laughs) In that moment, I discovered that I had a God that was gonna walk with me through every painful, difficult moment. And no matter what came against me, that God will never leave me or forsake me. That He promises everything, everything works together for good. So even though right here, right now in this situation, I can't see a way forward. My future looks terrifying. I don't currently like my present and I hated my past. But God was with me and He was promising, come on church, everything works together for good. All right, we got half of you, we'll keep going. (laughs) And so in that space of being really broken, I met Jesus, but my pain was really present. But see, those scriptures that I read at the beginning, I had heard and I decided that if God thought it was a good idea, maybe, (laughs) maybe we should go on a journey. And tonight I wanna encourage you that other than choosing to follow Jesus, choosing to allow Him to take me on a journey of forgiveness would be the best decision of my life. Because see, the reason what was happening in my family was happening is because my dad never engaged in forgiveness. My dad never found freedom despite the fact that it was fully on offer from Jesus. And you know, it's, it's, I love telling those stories of saying, you know, God met me and He took me on this journey. But the thing is, I had to actually keep choosing. I had to keep laying down anger and at the very least, acknowledge my dad as my dad. At the very least, I felt the Holy Spirit challenging me and say, you know what, your parents gave you life so you can honour them for that. At the very least. But you know what? As I've gone on this journey, I can now say that, ma'am, I know my family loves me. They're doing the best they can with what they've got. And what they've got is brokenness, so it's landed into brokenness. But come on, in Jesus' Name, that He steps into the story and says, we don't need to fear the future anymore because I'm here to walk with you into the future, to walk out the present and to heal the past. And so, you know, I went on this journey. It was real funny. I like first was asked to do a testimony about forgiveness when I was about 17. And I had enough wisdom to realise that I didn't want to get up here and lie. (laughs) So I spent the whole week being like, Jesus, I forgive him. Jesus, I forgive him. Every time I thought about it, Jesus, I forgive him. Because I was terrified that I'd get up and lie. But here's certain things that I've learned along the way that forgiveness is a choice. It's not a feeling. And as I've gone on this journey of continually choosing, I've seen God do incredible things. Fast forward a whole bunch of years, about a year ago, um, a year and a half ago, I actually got a phone call from my mom to tell me that um, my dad had been diagnosed with terminal cancer. 
and uh, they'd forgotten to mention it for three months. <laughs> and right then and there, it was like, oh, are we going to choose to forgive again, Amy? And that's where I want to encourage you. Come on, forgiveness isn't a one-time thing. There's some things that you can forgive in a moment. Like, you know, your road rage on your way in. Man, I had the worst road rage on the way in. And Jesus was like, what are you preaching on? Anyway, <laughs> forgiveness. It's easy to forgive some things in a moment, but there's other things that take an entire journey of just continually choosing to trust Jesus along the way. And so in that moment, man, I was like, man, okay, Jesus, I, I choose to trust again. It immediately brought up a whole lot of emotions because I hadn't seen my dad in three years. And the time that I'd seen him before, he'd come to our church in Rotorua and to hear me preach. And that was such a privilege and an honour. And afterwards, we went out to the mall for a feed, as you do, amen, and and uh, he got upset about something. And so there, right in the middle of public, he just started yelling at me as people from the church are walking past. <laughs> and so as soon as I get this phone call, I'm just like, man, the last time I've seen my father has been this incident. I don't know, Jesus, if I can keep choosing because I can't see a way forward right now, but I choose to trust you. I choose, if you say forgiveness is important, I choose to say if forgiveness works, that I choose to trust you with that. Because you say everything works together for good. And, um, you know, it was a bit of a wild journey. I felt the Holy Spirit one Sunday tell me to look up flights. And I was like, no, I'm not going because they were in Australia at the time. And it's about a two-hour argument. It's in the middle of COVID. I'm like, a flight is going to be impossible. This is going to be so terrible. And uh, anyway, I looked up the flights because eventually I'm obedient. And uh, then I went to bed because I, th I thought I could delay a decision if I just went to sleep. And uh, next, the next morning, um, on Monday morning, I woke up to a text from my mom just simply saying my dad had passed. And in that moment, right there again, the pain, the justification, the how dare you. And I don't share any of this for you to feel sorry for me. I share this to say God is so good because the miracles He outworked in that week was amazing. See, my mom followed that text with another text saying, don't come. And again, I'm like, man, Jesus, I don't know if I'm this good a Christian. <laughs> I don't know if I can make it through. But see, you know what? When you're in the whanau of God, the whanau turns up and people came around me and loved me in that space and just began to pray that there would be breakthrough in my family because I wasn't even in a place to pray myself. Two days later, my mom rings me and says, I've changed my mind. Can you come and please take the funeral? <laughs> and I'm like... God, that has to be you, but I don't want to. <laughs> right then again, in that moment, God, I choose forgiveness. I choose you. And Fano, forgiveness works. The following day, I had the honor and the opportunity to sit with my father, and no one else was around. So <laughs> I began to tell him everything I was ever angry at. I was there for a little while. 
And I just started listing. It wasn't like a plan. I hadn't gone with notes, but it just started coming out. But at the end of every sentence, I just so profoundly sensed the presence of God as I said, I choose to forgive you. I choose to forgive you. I choose to forgive you. And Fano, I can only describe it as one of the most profound encounters with Jesus as I suddenly realised I wasn't doing this in my strength. Jesus was with me and is for me and He promises freedom to those who go on the journey with Him. And so, you know, I ended up taking the funeral without a word of a lie. I stood there and said, Dad, we love you. And there's no way if you'd told 11-year-old Amy that she would stand up in public in front of her family and say, Dad, we love you. Would I ever have believed it? But God is that good. You know, since that point, I actually talk to my mom once a week, which is amazing. My youngest sister, who hasn't talked to my parents up till this point in seven years, she didn't come to the funeral. She wasn't willing to, she'd already said that they're dead to her. Seven years, she hadn't spoken to them. And now she speaks to my mom maybe once a fortnight. And I can only say that it's the power and the goodness of God. Can I be honest? I wish it had happened in a moment as I was 11 years old. But as I've continued to choose to trust Jesus and say, man, Jesus, if you say I need to forgive, you promise everything works together for good. You promise everything. And you know what? We have the ultimate example from Jesus on the cross in Luke chapter 23. It simply says, when they came to the place called the skull, they crucified him there along with the criminals, one on his right and the other on his left. And Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they're doing. Then we have the ultimate example of how forgiveness works. Jesus chose in his ultimate moment of pain on the crucifix to decide to extend forgiveness because he's that good. And in the middle of choosing forgiveness, he saw through what the people were doing because you cannot tell me that he felt like doing that. You cannot tell me that going through that physical pain, you felt forgiving. And yet Jesus made a, decision in that point of pain to say, man, Father, forgive them. And so honestly, I'm challenged by this, that how can I refuse to go on the journey of forgiveness? It's easy to sing Jesus have my whole life. (laughs) It's a whole nother thing when we've got opportunity to forgive. But here's the thing. I refuse to live in a way that says the blood of Jesus isn't enough. I refuse to live in a way where anger and pain is all that I know. I refuse to stay in that place that might feel comfortable, that might feel justified. I choose to trust Jesus. And so tonight I wanna encourage us that we can choose to step out of being a victim. We can choose to stop staying in the same place of struggle and to invite Jesus to come in. We all have stuff that we need to forgive. You know, I share this testimony because I just think, man, God is insanely good. (laughs) And you might be sitting there and go, man, my family is sweet. I have never come across anything like that in my life. Bless you. (laughs) 
But the reality is we all have opportunity to forgive. I love what Pastor Sam says, which is if you've been in church long enough, you have to be a Christian to stay in church. So, you know, stuff happens. Life gets difficult. People sometimes do things that greatly hurt us. And we all actually have the opportunity to forgive. And so real quick tonight, I wanted to look at a couple of things that forgiveness is. Forgiveness is surrendering control to Jesus. It's saying, I'm not gonna be in control of this situation anymore. I choose you, Jesus. Forgiveness is not a feeling. It's placing your trust in Jesus. Forgiveness also isn't trust. It's not saying what has happened is okay. Forgiveness isn't, isn't about excusing what may have happened. Forgiveness is about trusting Jesus to bring you into freedom. And you know what? The thing is that research actually shows that forgiveness is linked to improved mental health and improved physical health. And the physical benefits only seem to increase with age. I love what Dr. Caroline Leaf says, forgiving means that their actions don't control your emotions anymore. And you know what? There is no shame in struggling. I don't think there was ever a point in that journey where I was like, yeah, yeah, I get to forgive again. <laughs> and so struggling is, is okay in this area. But the reason we wanna talk about it as a church is because we genuinely believe that forgiveness works. So it's worth engaging in the pain and the struggle to see the breakthrough in Jesus' name. And I wanna encourage us tonight that forgiveness is going in the same direction for as long as it takes. See, I would love to tell you the story that um, I got the text and in that one week, there was this amazing miracle of forgiveness. But actually the reality of that moment where I got to stand up at my father's funeral and say, Dad, we love you, was because for 20 years, I'd been saying, I choose forgiveness. I choose forgiveness. I choose forgiveness. Half of the time feeling like a liar because <laughs> I didn't feel like I was forgiving. But simply choosing to place my trust in my Saviour that promises everything works together for good. You know, I wanted to give us some real practical things. I only have a limited amount of time tonight. And you know, forgiveness is a really, really giant topic. <laughs> I've had multiple rounds of counselling. I have multiple mentors. I have a whāngai nan and kuro. I have other family members that are my family because my own family hasn't been able to be my family, if that makes any sense. <laughs> so it's not been a one-time momentary thing for me. I know for some of my friends, in a moment of encounter, they've been able to hand over all of their pain, all of their insecurity. And in a profound moment, Jesus has healed them of all their anger and released forgiveness. And man, I hope Jesus does that for you. <laughs> but more regularly, I found this journey of forgiveness to be an opportunity to walk with Jesus to be an opportunity to continually choose. And so just as we come to a conclusion tonight, I wanna give us some real practical things around forgiveness.
how to forgive. It's not pretending that it didn't happen. You know, I reckon forgetting is easier than forgiveness. (laughs) And there was lots of seasons where I don't know if I was forgiving, I was just simply forgetting. Because I didn't see my family, didn't talk to them very often. So it's just easier to forget, to pretend like it wasn't happening. That's not forgiveness. Because Jesus has more freedom than that for us. How to forgive? Well, we need to ask the Holy Spirit to help because I've never felt like doing it. Every time it's been that my companion Jesus saying, come on, would you choose to forgive? Would you choose to trust? He promises that He will never leave us or forsake us. How to forgive is just in prayer asking other people to pray for us that would be able to continue to move forward on this journey. And tonight, if anything has been stirred up in your own life and in your own heart, can I encourage you that some of the bravest, smartest things you can do is turning to your leader and asking them to pray for you. You do not have to do this alone. I think another big one that took me a really long time was having honest conversations with people. I think it was about maybe eight years of every Father's Day being sick and not able to attend church (laughs) before I told someone, actually, my emotions are so out of control on this day. I can't cope with being in public. Would you pray with me? But the second I allowed someone else in that space that could love on me and journey with me, I suddenly didn't have the enemy telling me that I'm the only one in this space, that I'm alone, that it's me against the world because suddenly a community could begin to wrap around me. I don't know why we think there's shame if we're struggling to forgive. I remember my first day turning up to this Christian counsellor It wasn't actually by choice. I'd been told I would lose my job if I didn't go. (laughs) Something to do with anger issues. (laughs) And uh, I turned up and I was like, she's like, what's what's the problem? And I'm like, I have to forgive. (laughs) And she said, why? And I was like, are you a Christian? (laughs) She said, what's your idea of forgiveness? And I was like, I don't know, like that I don't feel like this. And she was able to show me that, come on, struggling with our emotions in a difficult space is human. But choosing to trust Jesus is what forgiveness in action looks like. Come on, it's choosing to trust Jesus to work out the justification. It's choosing to trust Jesus that He'll heal me and that I won't carry these scars forever, that I'm continually moving forward. And so if you're struggling with forgiveness, man, you don't need to stay in the dark with that. Have honest conversations. My last two practical things is uh, make some mind boundaries. (laughs) Uh, Don't listen to sad music when you're struggling with your emotions. (laughs) Y'all laugh, but y'all do it. (laughs) 
for me, I could run away on Father's Day. I don't know why that was such a trigger point for me, but it really was. Or I could choose to make some boundaries in my mind that were saying, I'm not gonna go there. I'm gonna ensure that I have these people around me, that I have people that have prayed for me beforehand, that are gonna be safe people, that I've got whanau around me, that are gonna love me through this, that I could be open and honest and real. But come on, I had to make the decision I wasn't staying there because the blood of Jesus is enough. But it's my choice if it's enough because I can stay a victim. I can stay blaming. I can say, I'm this way. I'm angry because I'm justified because of X, Y, Z, but I'll never walk into the freedom that's freely on offer from Jesus. And it breaks my heart that this side of eternity, my dad never found that freedom, but he did know Jesus. So he found it on the other side, but I'm pretty determined that on this side, I'm gonna live as free as I can be. My last practical tip for forgiveness is whenever they come to mind, pray for them. Because here's the thing, if Jesus is bringing them to your your mind, you should pray for them. (laughs) But if the enemy is bringing them to mind and your automatic reaction is prayer, He'll stop bringing them to mind. (laughs) You laugh, but it's true. Come on, if your reaction every time you see that person is like, "Mm," come on, pray. Pray God's goodness over their life. Pray God's blessing. Because suddenly now when you're invested in prayer, you don't wanna see their downfall. You wanna see them prosper. And so tonight, I just thought, What a cool place in amongst Fano to invite Jesus into every space of our life. The Japanese have this thing, here it is. And I absolutely love it. It's an art form. It's called, oh my goodness, I listened to a tutorial on how to say it. (laughs) Kintsugi. And it's the art of taking broken pottery and mending it back together with gold. And many years ago, I felt like Jesus saying and showing me a picture of a vase that had been dropped and was completely smashed. And uh, He was like, that's your life. And I was like, I know. (laughs) And I simply felt Him say, will you trust me? Because see, He rebuilds the brokenness to be beautiful. He promises everything works together for good. We sing that we trust Him with our whole life, but so often we'll dance around this area of forgiveness. And tonight, front and... (laughs) I just wanna put it in the front of saying, come on, do you believe that forgiveness works? Do you believe that Jesus works? Because I'm here to stand and testify tonight that man, God is good and forgiveness works.